Wrote this song while crew and Aaron on a hundred mile foot race through the trails in the rain and mud. How about that? Saft with another episode of the MR Running Pains podcast. Today I'll be talking again with Miriam Saloom of the Runner's Mechanic Physical Therapy. She and I are going to discuss plantar fasciitis, uh, one of the banes of a runner's existence. Uh, Miriam gives us some, some great ideas and treatments, um, as well as kind of letting us know what it is and why it can start manifesting itself. So we'll get into that in just a second. I uh, want to touch base on a few things before we do so. Um, last episode, I talked about coaching and uh, it, whether coaching could be right for you um, and whether you know be worth having a discussion to see if uh, if perhaps I'm the right coach for you. And I want to thank you for the uh, the overwhelming response I've had. You know, a number of people reach out to me about coaching, um, which it means the world to me. So. Thank you guys for for that support, uh, for believing in in me, and and you know having the faith to uh, to reach out. Uh, it definitely means the world to me. So thank you guys. Um, I look forward to to working with the new clients. And again, if you uh, if you feel you're thinking about it and just want to talk about it, reach out. I would certainly appreciate that. Um, 
So uh, this past weekend, I had um, a number of the athletes I do coach um, came over to my house for a um, an event. Um, we, uh, of course, have had so many events postponed and, and canceled that um, I put on an event here at the house for for my athletes that I coach. Uh, we had a 6, 12, and 24-hour uh, race. Uh, we had a three-mile loop here from the house. Uh, it was It was great. I had two athletes finish 100 miles, which was awesome. It was the first time they had ever done 100 miles. So kudos to them, Dennis and, and Nathan. Awesome job, you two. Um, I had uh, one gentleman finish 100K. Uh, great job, Blake. Uh, that was double the distance he'd ever been. So kudos to you, sir. Uh, he is going to try to complete 100 miles and uh, and qualify for the Kadona um, um 250 miler from Aravipa running. Um, so, uh, I really, I wish him well in, uh, in that, um, we're going to figure out how we can get a hundred miler in for him. Um, we're planning some events for the fall. Uh, so if you want to join us in the coaching group, reach out, uh, we're creating our own events since a lot of things are, are getting, uh, postponed and canceled. So, um, a number of my athletes are going to do half marathon, uh, marathon, and uh, obviously some ultras. So we're, we're planning for all those things. Uh, we're just making our own events and, and doing it so that we have things to train for and things to look forward to. So um, something you're interested in and reach out. Um, and once again, congrats to all those guys. Um, we had um, some 50K finishers as well. Um, Robin and Courtney, congratulations to you guys, as well as uh, um, Tom and, uh, and Samantha that finished um, just over a marathon. Um, and, uh, Sumanth and Abby want to thank you guys for coming out. They got their long runs in while some of these guys were doing loops, um, and just joined for company. It was just a fun day. We had a great time. Um, you know, we didn't overdo the numbers. We didn't have a lot of people. We kind of restricted how much crew and pacers and stuff, uh, we had here, um, plenty of space. You know, we rented some Porta Johns and, uh, we had tents set out and plenty of space food. It was, it was just a great time. It was like we had, we had a race, but, um, just, you know, uh, eight to 10 people. So really cool. Um, fun experience. Um, got some pictures up on, uh, on, uh, the, uh, MR running pains coaching Facebook page and, uh, and my Instagram. So, um, check those out. Um, the Facebook page itself, the MR running pains coaching Facebook page. Um, and, uh, I'm going to add a podcast to that as well. It's just going to be a resource. Uh, you know, some, some things that come across that might be helpful to you guys. So, um, if you want to like that page and follow that page, just, I'm going to try to put on there articles and, and, uh, you know, little tidbits that, that can help you in your training and your running. So, um, if you would follow along and, uh, um, and you can contribute as well. If you see things that come across, uh, you know, this, it's a page to, to share, uh, for our community, for our, um, all of our runners. So please join me, uh, on the MR running page coaching Facebook page. Um, the, uh, there is, you may come across the MR running page coaching, um, uh, Facebook page. That is a private group that is for my athletes. Um, those that I'm coaching, um, I do have a private group for them, um, in which, you know, we, uh, we talk about all the stuff that's going on and, and cheer each other on. Um, I do a Facebook live session, uh, every Wednesday night. Uh, so yeah, if that's again, you know, that's, that's part of the, the coaching group. So, um, you know, join us if you're interested. Um, that said, having just done that this past weekend, um, 
as an RD, uh, as an official RD for, um, you know, events that I've put on in the past, I am retiring. Um, I am hanging up my hat for a while, um, maybe to come back in the future, but, um, for now I'm definitely hanging up my RD hat. Uh, that would include races like Solly, um, DuPont, um, you know, um, I'm I'm not doing really anything. I had talked about headwaters, but um, you know it's just it's it's too much. Um, really enjoying where I'm at right now. Um, what I'm doing, um, life has has been a lot less stressful. Um, I signed the papers to turn over Footerex to to my you know my old business partner Scott. So um, I'm I'm coaching now and really enjoying life with my kids. Um, and so anyhow. Um, uh, you know, it's, um, it's all, it's all good. Um, you know, I'm hoping I've been talking with another group that might pick up Solly. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm speaking with the foundation this weekend. I'm resigning from the foundation. Um, you know, and we're speaking about Hellbender and all that. So, um, I hope to have word about Hellbender and, and its future. Um, you know, next, next episode, uh, if, if, we decide uh, collectively as a group that Hellbender should go on this year. I will, of course, um, fulfill that obligation and and make it through. Um, you know, uh, and you know, I, I, I I'm gonna say that the board is uh, is feeling like you know it, it's you know it's it's not not the best idea to host it this year. Um, so, um, but we'll make that decision this weekend. And, uh, and, and pass that information as long as, uh, you know, as, as, uh, as we make that decision together collectively. Um, so, um, the, uh, other thing I've been working on, um, is, um, that I am training for, uh, the Art Lobe FKT. Um, Art Lobe is a 30 mile, uh, route here it's a point to point. Um, I am starting at the Davidson River uh, in Brevard in the uh, Pisgah Forest and running over to the Daniel Boone Boy Scout Camp. Uh, I'm going to make that attempt uh, in July as long as the forest stays open. Uh, it's going to be a supported attempt. I'm really excited about it. Um, you know, there's a um, on the FKT site, uh, my good friends Morgan Elliott, Patrick Regan, and Daniel Hamilton. They uh, currently hold the FKT at uh, I believe it's five forty-five. So um, stout group there to be to be going against. Um, I'm feeling like my fitness is really coming around, and I'm I'm really feeling like I can you know um, really take a good stab at it. I haven't had this type of speed and and fitness in a long time, so I'm very excited uh, to, to see what happens and, uh, and go after this, um, had a really good workout, um, on Sunday after, uh, being awake for forever. <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't know how it was going to go, uh, hopped on the treadmill, uh, set the, uh, the incline at, uh, at 7%, uh, and worked my way down to 630 pace over four miles. And then, uh, decreased the incline and, uh, progressed down to 540 pace, uh, for three miles. So, um, I'm really feeling good. Um, you know, like I said, fitness is really awesome coming around. I haven't had turnover like this, like I said, in a long time. So really excited to see what I can do. Um, I want to thank, uh, you know, David Roche for, for his help. He's been, uh, he's been really great at overseeing and, uh, and producing this training for me. So, um, yeah, so really appreciate everything. Um, so we'll see how that goes. I'll, I'll announce the date as it comes closer here. 
Uh, I'm going to do some training runs up on, on Art Lobe. Uh, but, uh, you can follow along my adventures on Strava. Um, I'm Aaron Saft, uh, MR running pains, uh, on Strava. So, uh, you can follow along there, uh, see my training. Um, you know, it's a good place to engage, ask questions too. Um, and any, anytime you have questions about anything, uh, don't hesitate to ask, uh, you know, if there's uh, general questions that you have about training or, um, you know, specifics you have about a race or anything like that, feel free to reach out. Um, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm here to share knowledge. I've certainly run a number of the ultras, um, you know, in and around, uh, you know, the, uh, the East coast, as well as some, some others, um, out West and, um, obviously UTMB. So, uh, anything I can, I can do to help I'm here for, um, I really appreciate your time guys. And, uh, this, this conversation with Miriam, uh, it's about a half hour. And, uh, as I said, it's specifically on plantar fasciitis. Uh, I do have two, um, YouTube videos that I uploaded to my Aaron Saf channel on YouTube about plantar fasciitis, one for stretching and one for strengthening as Miriam kind of gets into, there can be different reasons for plantar fasciitis. So, um, each video is used for a different purpose, obviously, um, one for stretching out tight muscles and one for strengthening, uh, weaker muscles. So, uh, depending on what type of plantar fasciitis you have, what are the causes of it, uh, would be the ones that you, uh, you would, uh, you would use obviously the, uh, I am uploading a new video as it's getting hotter here. I was teaching my athletes how to make an ice bandana out of a buff. Uh, so I'm going to, uh, to upload a, uh, a video here within the next uh, day or so. So, uh, this podcast will come out, um, Thursday, uh, September. Uh, excuse me, Thursday, June 11th. And, uh, I hope to have that, uh, video up, um, you know, either, you know, uh, if I can get it up tomorrow, I'll do so, but look for that. It's really easy and simple. Uh, what I suggest to some of my athletes, just a little tip here as it gets super hot and you have uh, longer runs planned. If you can make a loop, uh, whether it be out on the trail or from your house, uh, and uh, just reload the ice bandana. Uh, if you have a car and that's your aid station, bring a cooler full of ice and just do circuits and uh, just keep that uh, core temperature down by using these ice bandanas. It's really going to help on the back of your neck to, to cool you down. Um, so um, just a you know, little quick tip there. You can refill with, uh, with water and stuff too, just to keep yourself hydrated, uh, as it gets hot and, you know, uh, we're, uh, we're worrying about, um, you know, the, the heat affecting us. So, um, anyway, uh, other ideas, um, you know, uh, I'm always, I'm always looking up for, for tips and, and stuff. You can post that on, uh, again, on the, uh, the Facebook page, the, uh, MR running pains coaching Facebook page. Um, love to hear your, your tips for the heat as well. I uh, hope you enjoy this episode. Thanks, Miriam, again for joining me. And uh, I'll talk to you guys after uh, after we hear from Miriam. Hello. Welcome to the MR Running Pains podcast. This is Aaron Saft. I have a returning guest in Miriam Saloon. How are you today, Miriam? Hey, I'm great, Aaron. Thanks for having me on again. Oh, absolutely. It's my honor and pleasure. Um, we are recording here uh, the day before this will release, um, and we are going to talk about plantar fasciitis, um, the uh, the curse word to many runners. It seems that uh, when I was in run retail, it was seemed like maybe you know uh, 60% of the people that came through our door would talk about plantar fasciitis or having plantar fasciitis or had it at one point. So 
um, figured this would be a good topic and, and you're a great expert to, to help us attack this. Um, so um, those of you who don't know Miriam, Miriam, you want to take a quick inter- uh, quick second to introduce yourself? Uh, sure. Um, I'm Miriam Salome. I'm the owner and primary uh, uh, practitioner at the Runner's Mechanic Physical Therapy Clinic. Um, I work with general orthopedics also, uh, but I primarily specialize in video gate analysis and running rehabilitation. So Perfect. that's it in a nutshell. <laughs> Miriam's been my physical therapist forever. So, um, and uh, I went through plantar fasciitis myself. So, um, you know, this, uh, this is uh, a topic that I am, I'm quite familiar with. Um, some people don't know. So let's start with the real basics. Um, what is fascia? Yeah, so fascia is basically just collagen that um, encases our muscles and in all of our viscera. And a, a lot of times we'll give the analogy if you, which is and sometimes a little gross, but if you ever cut chicken, you can pull away some of that kind of white sheen away from the, the chicken meat. That's kind of fascia. That's what it kind of looks like when you dissect it. Um, but it basically encases our muscles and then spindles down into the tendons. But it's kind of interesting because it's a continuous um, sheet throughout our body. So it also helps connect our muscles in kind of a power system so they can transfer power uh, along a chain of muscles, which um, sometimes you'll hear like posterior chain and and those kinds of things. But it really comes into play a lot when we start talking about um, lower limb pathologies, um, hamstrings, calf, plantar fasciitis, because this fascial chain is is very important in that. And we'll probably get to that a little bit later on. So... Uh, but yeah, that's that's all it is. <laughs> okay. um, and where is the plantar? <laughs> yeah, so I mean, technically speaking, um, if you're talking about the plantar fascia of the foot, um, plantar just means the bottom surface. Um, so that when we talk about the plantar surface of the foot, the bottom surface of the foot. Um, and so if you look at the heel bone, and if you if you saw it like an anatomy book. Uh, there's a, it, it almost looks horribly painful, but it, it's actually naturally occurring. It, it's called a, a cocranial tuberosity. And it's like this little bony projection from the, the bottom of the heel bone. And that's actually where the plantar fascia starts. Um, it's, it's kind of on that little um, protuberance on the, on the heel bone. And it actually splays all the way down the foot into the toe, um, into the great toe. So if we're just talking about that section, that's the plantar fascia of the foot. But it actually is a continuation of the calf fascia, the Achilles, and um, some of the fat pad. So it's it's a little bit more global if you look at all of its connections. Um, but locally, that's that's where it goes from is from the the little spur on the bottom of the calcaneus to the big toe. Perfect. Um, and you know we are using the term plantar fasciitis. So when we hear fasciitis, what are we talking about? Yeah, so we're able to differentiate pain in this kind of plantar area um, a little bit, especially when we start having pain in, 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 the, in the fascia primarily. So fasciitis, um, if I'm going to use that term, we're probably going to use more for the acute phase. So if somebody has a recent flare-up of, of heel pain, um, and that's where the fascia, that's where that heel bone is, is, the, is typically in the heel. Um, if, it's, if it's relatively new or acute, it can have more of an inflammation factor to it. Um, and that's when we'll use the term, you know, fasciitis. Um, if something's been going on for a while, so if it's been going on, you know, three months or plus, we start to say this is now a, a plantar fasciopathy, which is, which is kind of a new term, um, but it also relates to how we treat it 
as almost a chronic tendon problem, uh, which is kind of interesting. So you treat them, them a little bit differently, uh, and we can talk about that a little bit, but there's definitely the acute, more flared up phase, um, which might have more inflammation to it, which we'll call fasciitis. Okay. Um, so um, we've distinguished what the fascia is, um, absolutely different than um, a tendon. Um, in tendons, we have tendonitis, but we also have tendinosis. Do mm -hmm. they have fasciosis or no? <laughs> that's what they're using, the tendinopathy. Yeah, that's what they're using for the, uh, the new term of, plant, of plantar fasciopathy. Uh, because they're, they're starting to treat, yeah, chronic plant, what we used to call fasciitis, chronic uh, plantar heel pain or, or plantar foot pain um, as actually a, like a chronic tendon disorder, um, which, is, which is kind of exciting because it allows us to look at some of these loading protocols, which we'll talk about a little bit, but um, we can start to strengthen uh, the fascial connections of that plantar fascia. Right on. Mm -hmm. um, and what typically causes plantar fasciitis? Yeah, and, and obviously that's such a, a, a big question because um, if, you, if you Google plantar fasciitis, everything in the world will pop up. Like, I don't know if, if you've ever done a Google search of plantar fasciitis, but I mean, thousands of, of products and, and articles. Um, the two main things I think to remember with foot pain is you can have a certain reason for foot pain in non-athletic populations. You know, so when we talk about um, the way we probably would treat um, foot pain or plantar fasciitis or fasciopathy um, with non-runners is a little bit different than what we would, how we treat that with runners because the reason for those can be a little bit different. Um, so if we talk about just about runners um, specifically, uh, there can be a couple things. So some people actually have a lot of fascial tightness. So that would be one group of people that um, they're tight, they don't have enough range of motion, so they, they constantly are banging into limited range of motion during their runs. Um, and sometimes mechanics can have a part of it. Um, some people are, are very aggressive with overstriding or sometimes even training. They've done a lot of aggressive downhill training and have had a lot of um, high impact to those areas. Um, so that's definitely one group of people. Um, some other groups are actually not tight. Um, they've actually lost the elasticity to their, uh, to their fascia. So they don't have the elastic recoil as much as they, as they once did. So we really have to start instating some of that elastic recoil back to their system. Um, but there's, there's all kinds of reasons people can have that kind of plantar heel pain. So it can come down to mechanics. It can come down to weakness. Um, so not having it, we'll talk a little bit about hamstrings and glutes, but they can have weakness throughout the whole posterior chain that's overloading the calf muscle and making the, the plantar fascia have to be overloaded also. Um, uh, footwear, so just running into old footwear is very common. You know, nothing big has changed, but they've really, they know they've overdone it and they don't have any more uh, um, return from their shoes or their shoes feel a little bit dead and they've been running on them too long. So that's another reason people can sometimes have that. So there really is a, a large spectrum. Um, so when I would say when someone starts having symptoms, they really start looking at all the things that have been going on for the last, you know, I would say four to six weeks and trying to narrow it down to a few things that might have gone on. Mm -hmm. Very good. Um, let's talk about, um, it usually takes a while for plantar fasciitis to go away. Um, there's, I mean, there's probably a numerous reasons, but, um, talk about blood flow to that area if you would. 
Yeah, I mean, it doesn't have an incredible amount of blood flow. I mean, that's that's definitely, you know, for sure um, part of that. Um, Also, when you think about it, I mean, we constantly have to wait there on our feet. So, um, you know, an example, you know, sometimes people can have, you know, plantar fasciitis from some of their mechanics or or overtraining or whatever's going on with their running. But say they have a job that they have to stand 10 or 12 hours on their feet all day. They really don't aren't allowed to, to kind of rest that, that area very well. So it's a very hard area to, to rest or have modified rest with. Um, so that's another, you know, kind of big reason for that. Right. And yeah. um, you talked about before, there's typically, um, you know, two spots, one main one that a person can feel plantar fasciitis. Um, can you just go over that one more time? Yeah, and I think it's, uh, I always like to give kind of imagery for some of the, the listeners about what, what plantar fasciitis is and, and heel pain and some things that might look like plantar fasciitis, but definitely need to be ruled out. Um, so I tell people, if you walk your hand kind of down your calf and then around your heel and you go onto the bottom of your heel to where um, the heel faces the floor, a little bit to the middle and then toward the inside is that calcaneal tubercle. Okay. That is usually where the, the plantar fascia starts. Okay. So usually in that area is kind of that traditional heel pain or plantar fasciitis. That's where the, that's where the, the tendon of the, of the plantar fascia starts. People can also start to have some mid portion plantar fascia pain on the medial arch. So like in the, in the arch of their foot, um, so those are the two main places that people will have the quote unquote plantar fasciitis. Um, if you start having foot pain, but it's more to the ball of your foot, that's usually a little bit different. Um, and that's, that's that forefoot pain or metatarsalgia is not that typical kind of, uh, plantar fascia pain. Um, the big things to watch out for is, um, if you go down into your heel and you find that the whole heel bone is relatively sore. Um, I had this with a, a client that came in a couple of years ago and they've been diagnosed with uh, Achilles tendinopathy and you know, I looked at their heel and their heel looked kind of yeah, swollen and big. Um, and you do something called what's called a calcaneal squeeze test where you actually take both sides of your, of your hand and you squeeze both sides of the, of the heel bone. If this lights a person up, if they, if, it, if this really reproduces a lot of pain and some of their symptoms, we really want to be careful about a calcaneal stress fracture. Um, so, um, definitely be aware of that. If you feel like it's more of your calcaneal or heel bone, um, especially if you've had like, um, you've been bombing a lot of downhills, a lot of aggressive downhill running and impact, um, that's something you definitely want to get x-rayed and and ruled out. Um, the other thing to really be aware of, if you have arch pain, um, if you run your fingers down the inside of your arch and you'll feel a little bone that's on the side of your foot. If your pain is more on that bone, that's called the navicular. That's also a place that you really want to rule out as a stress fracture um, that can happen. That's another critical area that you, you definitely want to rule out. Um, so sometimes being very specific about where these, these painful areas are is important, especially when you're dealing with, um, with plantar foot pain. So I just like to uh, bring this up a little bit so people um, know, where, you know when, to get, when to go see somebody definitely um, yeah. for all the stress fractures. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Um, with that said, um, is, is, whew, got some thunder boomers here. <laughs> um, is it easy to diagnose by a, a medical professional? Um, and that said, is there dangers in self-diagnosis of plantar fasciitis? Oh yeah. So that's exactly what I, I really, the stress fracture part. Um, and that's why I really wanted to kind of 
bring the listeners through that kind of visual um, is if you do suspect that it's more of a bony injury, it's a deep ache in, the, in those, those two bones I mentioned, um, there's no harm in it. Just go get it checked out and x-rayed and, and make sure that you don't have a stress fracture. So that's really the, the main part of, uh, or the, the danger, I'd say, in, in self-diagnosing or continuing to run on something that's super painful. Um, it's just making sure it's not a stress fracture. Uh, and you can't actually rupture your plantar fascia. That can happen. Um, I mean, a lot of runners that have you know, ruptured their plantar fascia um, and you recover from it, but you do lose a little bit of that natural elastic return um, of that fascial group. So um, that's also, a, again, another another um, risk factor, I would say. But it's not much as, as much as the, the stress factors. Right on. OK, mm-hmm. thank you. Um, <laughs> we had some uh, some big thunder here. Uh, hey, Maya. <laughs> my, dog got, my dog got a little bit scared, so he's joining uh, us for, for a little bit here. Um, right. And um, that said, with uh, with risk of of, of rupture, um, you know, I'm, I'm not sure how common that is, but um, are you in danger of doing more damage when you uh, run if you have plantar fasciitis? Yeah, I mean, the, the biggest thing, and, and what I tell my clients, um, and, and sometimes I use the term, don't give your, ten, your tendons a tantrum. Um, no good, I think, comes from just continually banging into a painful area with your runs. Um, and sometimes it's not about necessarily you know, uh, any kind of danger to the, to the area. Sometimes it has to do with what kind of compensations are going to occur as a result. Because um, our bodies are very smart at getting from point A to point B. And if they can't load properly, they're just going to load something else. Um, and so I, I think more harm comes from, you know, continuing to bang into an injury and, and trying to ignore it versus kind of taking care of it uh, and giving yourself, you know, a couple of weeks or a couple of months to, to get through this. Even if it just means modifying your running a little bit, which is usually what it means. Um, you don't usually have to stop running, um, but usually you can, you can cause more problems, I think, if you if you continue to, to bang into them. Mm-hmm. OK. Um, aside from time, is there other. Um treatments or therapies that you would um, suggest for, for runners that may be suffering? Yeah. Yeah. So I'll just kind of throw um, a couple lists in here. So for people that are listening, um, you can have some strategies and if anyone has any questions, you can always contact me. Um, but if you're in the acute phase, you know, so say uh, you start having uh, pain suddenly, you feel like it's more inflammatory. Uh, it feels very flared up. Um, that's the time that you really want to do things that really kind of uh, make the area feel better. Uh, so that's where icing, I think, really comes into play. Um, I think gentle stretching. Uh, I really like uh, myofascial release of the calf muscles, um, get, whether trigger point release, whatever method you like, um, whether it's massage therapy, trigger point release, um, roller, whatever that is. But really rolling out those, those calf muscles. Also take a look at your hamstrings. Um, I think it's really important to look at that whole posterior chain myofascially. Um, so rolling out your hamstring and even up into the glutes can be very helpful. Um, and then doing some light trigger point work on the bottom of the foot. Um, some people have heard about uh, cross friction, uh, instrumented assisted cross friction techniques using a little scraper. Um, you can get those on Amazon or you can use like the, the flat handle of a spoon and you just put a little bit of lotion on your foot and you just do a little bit of myofascial scraping on the bottom of your foot. Um, and I can also send some links to those techniques, but they're, they're pretty easy. Um, finding shoes that are extremely comfortable for you. Um, I, I think every one of my clients that have had 
foot or heel pain have loved those UFA sandals uh, that you introduced me to. Um, everyone I get them for loves them. Um, they tend to really like those um, things that add um, support, but softness um, tend to be tend to be helpful. Um, sometimes arc supports are kind of they're they're kind of um, 50 50 with that. Um, sometimes people feel like the arc supports are helpful. Um, heel cups, I mean, we see it in the literature as being helpful, the gel heel cups, but I would say anecdotally, I don't see a lot of people get a lot of relief um, from heel cups. I think a soft pair of inserts that have some of that pour on cushioning. Um, pour on is a is kind of like a, a very soft, spongy cushioning. Um, if you talk to your your local, you know, podiatrist or shoe store that has those about, they usually can recommend those. And I think those are a little bit more helpful. Um, and then taping and it's super easy. Um, there's some great rock taping techniques or athletic taping techniques, um, but you can easily YouTube those. Um, I'll put a couple up on my site, but you, taping I think is, is, is really great. Um, and I know that sounds like a long list, but when you're, when you suffer from foot pain, um, it's really great to have, I think, uh, some really, some really nice tools to do immediately. Um, Absolutely. yeah, cause it can be, it can be super painful. Um, um what about like compression sleeves? Um, you know, like the little, um, the, the toes are exposed. Um, but it's got like, you know, it, it goes basically behind the met head to, uh, mm -hmm. you know, basically the, uh, almost top of the Achilles. Are there yeah. yeah. Some people find that they're helpful. Again, it, it's kind of a 50, 50, um, split, I think both in the literature and anecdotally, um, I, I, I usually try to find them some insoles that make them feel better so they can just use them all day. Um, but if they find a pair of socks or compression uh, art supports that they like, that's perfectly fine. Um, cool. Yeah. Um, no how about the Strasburg sock? The Strasburg sock or the, the night splints? Yeah. So it's kind of interesting. Um, those tend to help the population that have plantar fasciitis the most that have tightness. And so what you can do, so if you're a listener – if you're wondering if your calves are tight, um, some people just know automatically their calves are tight. They're like, my calves are super tight. They've always been tight. Um, and honestly, for, the, for that group of people, you know, that's where the soft tissue massage and the stretching really can help. Um, but yeah, I, I usually tell everyone to try it because it either really helps with those night compression or those night splints um, with the Strauss sock or the you call it like a, a dorsal night splint. Um, you can get them on Amazon and they, they basically are a light foot splint that have the, you know, the um, Velcro bindings that go not under the foot, but over the foot um, to try them because if we call the, the hallmark sign of, of plantar fasciitis uh, first step pain. The first steps you take in the morning are very painful. Um, that's kind of the hallmark sign of that. So um, if you if you do those devices, if you try a Strauss sock or if you try the, the dorsal night splint and you're like, OK, I think it really helped my my first step pain, the pain I first had in the morning. Continue with it. You know, keep 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 with it, because all it does is keep the, the fascia from completely tightening back up again at night while your foot's flexed. Um, so that's a, that's a great thing to, to do and definitely try in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah. Great. Um what are some things you shouldn't do when you have plantar fasciitis? Um, usually it's kind of a self-limiting uh, diagnosis. So a lot of the things that people shouldn't do, they don't do because it hurts. Um, so, um, you know, standing on really hard floors and really minimalist like socks or bare feet usually really hurts. Um, so they tend to gravitate towards more comforting shoe wear. 
Um, obviously, try to modify if you're a runner. Try to modify your terrain. Um, so you know, harder surfaces are especially uh, usually downhill. Aggressive downhill tends to really bother um, that kind of heel pain. Um, sometimes running uphill really bothers the arch pain. Um, so kind of modifying your surfaces either to more giving surfaces like a easy trail run or something like that can be helpful. Um, but a lot of the things that, that cause pain, people usually shy away from, from doing anyway. Um, so that's, they're, they're usually self-limiting with that. So, um, any types of, of things you can suggest that people look for in footwear, um, if they're, they're suffering with plantar fasciitis, um, or, you know, self, uh, something they can pick up in the, you know, in the type of footwear, um, you know, um, to get them through it. Yeah. It kind of differs for everybody. Um, with a typical kind of heel pain, some people do like to be in a shoe that's not, um, zero ramp or, or completely flat. Sometimes they do like to be in a shoe that it has a slight elevation or ramp differential in the shoe. Um, when it comes to the heel pain, um, arch pain, when it when it's more into the inside of the arch, it, it's a little bit different. Um, some people like to be in flatter shoes. Um, it's kind of a different kind of loading, I think. Um, so I usually tell people to go and try on, you know, several different types of shoes so they can find what they gravitate towards. Uh, but if I have somebody that has uh, heel pain and they feel better in a cowboy boot during the day, I just tell them to, you know, try that, you know, bring your cowboy boot, wear it for half the day, then wear your other shoe the other half of the day or clog or, or whatever that may be. Um, but yeah, usually people have found the shoes in their closet that have really you know, tend to help. And I, then I try to mimic it with other shoe wear for their running uh, to help with that. Um, but with running, it's kind of tough because um, not everyone is, a, it, you know, if they have heel pain, sometimes they're not a heel striker. Um, so they never actually load or their heel um, on the ground. So if they're a four foot striker, it doesn't matter what you put into the heel of your shoe because they're never going to they're never going to utilize it. Um but looking at gait is, is super important, I think, when someone's having heel pain, because there are some things you can do um, with gait to help minimize, you know, uh, forces on the heel and plantar fascia. So. Right on. Excellent. Mm -hmm. um, you also had, uh, we had talked previously about uh, a good article that you had found. Um, do you want to touch on that for a moment? And we'll put that in the show notes so everybody can can see the, you know, read the article. But Yeah, sure. Um and so it, it kind of touches on the idea of exercises. What exercises, and I don't really count stretching as exercise. So stretching is great. Um, soft tissue work is great. Um, but I would say there's, there's kind of two thoughts um, of what kind of exercises should, you should do. And I'll, I'll break it up into, like, if you have a really, what we'll call like a hot plantar fasciitis, like a very acute situation, um, painful, you know, plantar heel pain. Um, I like to do easier exercises that work the intrinsic foot. So even just while you're sitting, um, working on what's called a, an exercise called yoga toes. Um, you can even look that up on YouTube. Jay Jashiri has some um, YouTube exercises on intrinsic foot uh, muscles. But that's just utilizing the, the muscles that are actually underneath the plantar fascia. We have four layers of muscles under the fascia of our foot. Um, so you can actually work those muscles very gently to start um, adding some stability under the arch. Um, so I really do like um, some of those intrinsic or very easy foot exercises when people have um, very tender plantar fascia um, situations. Uh, as we get into more of some of the chronic stuff, this would fall into the category of maybe 
a runner. Uh, they don't start having their, their, their plantar fascia hit till like mile three. Um, if they run seven miles, they really ache afterwards. Um, so it takes a significant amount of loading to start bringing on their pain. Um, and they still have that kind of first step pain in the morning. Um, for people that are in that category where they actually can handle a good bit of loading, but they have symptoms at a certain point, uh, I like to look at what's called an eccentric plantar fascial loading protocol. Um, you see this a lot with Achilles. I think we're all very familiar with the eccentric exercises for the Achilles where you slowly lower into a heel drop off a step. I'm going to spell this author's name because you can actually you can do Google Scholar and find it. But it's a nice protocol on loading plantar fascia. Um, and I, I was telling Aaron earlier, this, this came into all my speech impediment problems. The name is uh, Rathleff. Um, R-A-T-H-L-E-F-F, uh, and he published a paper in 2015 that kind of outlines this eccentric plantar fascia loading protocol. Um, and the way, and, and really one of the, the biggest ways it differs from the Achilles is that they actually rolled up um, kind of a, a t-shirt material or towel and it to uh, flex the big toe. So when you look at the picture, you're gonna see that the big toe is basically propped up into extension while they're doing the heel lowering protocol. Um, so uh, if you get a chance to look up that article, um, and there's one thing actually I'm going to start doing with the clinic. I, I, um, I had to reach out again for, um, for the name of this, but there's, uh, there's actually like this little platform that has this bump and I'm really not into gimmicks at all, but I'll tell you, trying to find something to prop up your big toe comfortably is very tough. Um, but it's called like it's called the um, the fascia plantar fascia fighter. Um, it's on Amazon um, and it has this little bump on it. So I would say if you're if you're kind of serious, I'm gonna get some for the clinic just to kind of see how clients like it and and it, but it does kind of make uh, make it easy to prop up that big toe into extension as you lower the heel. Now again, this is an entirely higher loading protocol. So if you have a really painful plantar fascia situation. Um, I wouldn't jump right to that loading protocol. I would do the, the stuff I mentioned earlier um, and then doing the, the intrinsic foot exercises, the ankle exercises too, to strengthen. Um, and I'm always happy to show people what they are or give them a list. Um, but I, I would wait to do this higher loading protocol for when you're much more tolerant um, about walking and running on that foot. Um, and that and, and really it's to add resiliency to that fascia for those higher loading events, you know, running several miles or running terrain. Um, but that is kind of a leading uh, protocol for, for plantar fascia, plantar fasciopathy at this time. <laughs> awesome. Um, anything else we should touch on? Gosh, um, I'm sure I think. I don't think so. Um, I, I like I like just outlining what you should do in the acute phase again when things are super tender and um, what to do in the more chronic phase when things are more resilient. But again, you need you need to have your symptoms addressed with those higher loading activities. So um, just being aware of those two things. Um, and then, uh, yeah, mechanics, you know, running mechanics, I think are very important to look at because sometimes it has nothing to do with the foot while you're having plantar foot pain. Um, and I find that very, very commonly, um, very frequently. So um, I would say if you have something stubborn and it's just not working out and you don't know why, um, you know, look at, have someone look at your gait. 
Um, and I think it's also important to mention, and I, I think a lot of physicians and podiatrists also give these kinds of warnings. You know, be, sometimes you'll hear about a cortisone injection in your plantar fascia. Um, really try to avoid those if you can. Um, and, and really, those are those are efforts that are, are usually last ditch, but can be. You know, but sometimes you'll talk to people that have had them, and you know, they're like, "I oh, can knock it out for me." Um, it's just that sometimes it can kind of it can weaken the tissue a little bit. So really, you know, reserve those kinds of therapies to to you know kind of a last you know, effort, uh, which, you know, definitely there's some, there's some times that you need that, but i um, trying to reserve uh, the cortisone injections. Perfect. So, yeah. Uh, if people have questions or want to reach out to you about, um, you know, form analysis, get analysis, uh, can you give everybody how to reach you? Oh uh, yeah. Um, so I have a website, uh, the runners mechanic.com uh, on it. You have uh, my email, so you can always contact me through the email form there. Uh, also, my, my cell number's on there. Uh, people text. Um, I actually respond to text pretty well. Um, but emails are great. Um, that way you can ask me questions. I can. I also have a resource page um, on there you can look at. But you can ask me questions. And I can give you as much as I can um, with things to do at home. Or if you want to schedule an appointment, you can do that online. Or I can help you with that, too. So, yeah, just let yeah, me know. You also have a YouTube channel that has some great resources. Um, how can they find you on YouTube? It's the runner's mechanic on YouTube. Uh, yeah. And if there's something that you want to see, um, I always take, uh, sometimes work gets really busy uh, and I don't, I don't get a lot of videos up on there. So, but if there's something you want to see, just let me know and I'll make a YouTube video. It, it gives me a good, a good incentive to get that done. Um, so yeah, definitely. And you're also on Facebook as well under the runner's mechanic. Is that right? Right. Right. Uh -huh. Exactly. Great. <laughs> Awesome. Miriam, thank you. We'll, uh, we'll be doing some more episodes with Miriam. Um, you know, we're going to just move up the body, probably touch on the Achilles next. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I appreciate your time, Miriam. And uh, thank you for all your, your wisdom and knowledge. And uh, hopefully this has helped some people. And if they have more questions, they can reach out to you. All right. Thanks, Aaron. I really appreciate it. Once again, thank you, Miriam, for coming on the podcast, for sharing your knowledge. Uh, I love hearing from Miriam and, and her expertise um, on the, the subject matter. Um, I will post uh, the protocol that she referred to from uh, Ratliff um, on the uh, the show notes, um, as well as uh, some of the other, uh, you know, she mentioned Jay Jaceri, uh, and and all of her um, her social media, YouTube channel and all that, um, ways to reach her. Uh, she's a great resource. If you're having problems with plantar fasciitis or any other, other problems, she's a great person to reach out to, um, or just look on her YouTube channel for some, uh, some home remedies that, uh, um, she may have that you can do, um, you know, while at home to help yourself, uh, in general strength. So, um, thank you guys for your time. Thank you, uh, for, for engaging with me once again. Um, uh, next week we have on Sean Simmons, uh, another physical therapist, uh, who does blood flow restriction. Um, and it was, uh, I went in to, to kind of experience it for myself and wow. I mean, I couldn't believe, you know, uh, the, the experience, it was only four and a half minutes and I was, I was really sucking wind. It's amazing what this, uh, uh, this this technique does. So uh, we'll be talking more about blood flow restriction and how it affects your uh, training and how it can benefit you um, in the next episode. So stay tuned for that. Until then, my friends, uh, keep on running, and we'll we'll talk to you next week. Mm -hmm.